Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everybody. Tonight, your neighborhood good golf dealer joins the Gulf Oil Companies in presenting another program in this series of reviews, musical comedies, and dramatic shows. All the varied entertainment forms of Hollywood. So welcome all of you to the Motion Picture Star's own program. Welcome to the Gulf Screen Guild Show. With Fanny Bryce, Bob Hope, Martha Ray, Emily Stafford, Oscar Bradley... And Hollywood's favorite master of ceremonies, George Murphy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another of the Motion Picture Star's own program, the Gulf Screen Guild Show. Each week we bring you a different type of entertainment, written, directed, and acted by the greatest names in the motion picture industry for the benefit of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. Last week it was a comedy, next week a drama. With Kay Francis, Leslie Howard, Irving Pitchell, Mary Nash, and Virginia Widler. Tonight, it's a review starring Fanny Bryce, Bob Hope, Martha Ray, and Hanley Stafford. Directed by David Butler and written by Phil Ratt under the musical direction of Oscar Bradley. And so now, on with the show and our first Screen Guild star for tonight, Martha Ray. <laughs> 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 Hello, George. Hello, Martha. You certainly look lovely. Oh, everything looks lovely. Ah, spring. What a wonderful time of the year. You know, George, I was in the park all morning greeting the little baby flowers. Greeting the little baby flowers? Yes. I bent over and pinched the little petals and said, Hiya, bud, hiya, bud, hiya, bud. <laughs> ah, yes, summer will soon be with us. Well, that's to be expected, Martha. We always have mild weather after Groundhog Day. Oh, you said we always have... I, uh, after what day? Groundhog. Groundhog. Martha, you know what groundhog is, don't you? Oh, sure. Sausage. <laughs> no, no, Martha. A groundhog... A groundhog is an animal that runs backwards when it sees its shadow. Oh, yeah. I bet on a lot of them at Santa Anita. <laughs> but you know, George, I'm going out to Santa Anita tomorrow. Tomorrow? Wait yeah. a minute, Martha. There haven't been any races at Santa Anita for over a week now. Yeah, I know. I want to see how it feels to be there once without losing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great idea, sure. Martha. I think I'll go with you. So let's set the time right after you sing, Taint Necessarily So, from Borgie and Beth. Little 
Thank you, George. Ladies and gentlemen, they say that seeing is believing. Well, tonight I'd like to tell you about a time when hearing is believing. And that's when you hear the way Gulf no-knox ethyl gasoline quiets down your car and ends motor knocks. Now, you've heard motor knocks in your car often enough, when you're driving up a steep hill or when you accelerate suddenly on the level. Well, just try a tank full of Gulf no-knox. Drive up the same steep hill... Or accelerate in the same way and listen. With no knocks in your tank, you don't hear the same annoying pinging sound at all. Instead, your motor gives you quieter, smoother performance almost immediately. And in the long run, you probably save money on your upkeep expenses, too. So won't you drive in tomorrow at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc and try just one tankful of Gulf No Knocks gasoline? Now, ladies and gentlemen, here is Fanny Bryce and her incredible characterization of that preposterous, lovable child, Baby Snooks. Tonight, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Daddy is played by Hanley Stafford. Daddy is sick in bed, and the doctor has just finished his examination. Well, doctor, you think I'll be all right? Oh, yes, but uh, stay as quiet as possible and don't give that rash a chance to break out again. Yes, I'll be careful, Doctor. Oh, uh, is it all right if I answer a few letters on the dictaphone? Uh, I don't think that'll hurt. But remember, no excitement of any kind. No. Okay, Doctor, no excitement. Well, good night. Uh, goodbye and thanks. Hmm. Now, let's see this mail. Where's that dictaphone switch? Oh, here. <clears throat> How Daddy? Oh, Snooks. I've asked you not to disturb me this morning. I'm busy. Was the doctor here, Daddy? Yes, he just left. Now, run along. All right. Um, <clears throat> gentlemen, yours of the 15th instant received and contents... Daddy! Uh, I, 
Are you still here? Did the doctor bring his little black bag? Yes. Have I been a good little girl, Daddy? Yes. Well, ain't you going to let me see the baby? There isn't any baby. Now, please leave me alone. I'm supposed to have absolute quiet. I want to stay here. Now, Snooks. The doctor said if I get excited, I'll break out in a rash again. Now, go away and let me get these letters off. All right, Daddy. <clears throat> Gentlemen, yours of the 15th instant received. Daddy! What do you want? Who are you talking to? I'm not talking to anybody. That is, I'm talking to my secretary, but, but she's not here. Do you feel all right, Daddy? <laughs> yes, I feel fine. And when I don't feel all right, I'll take my medicine. Now, leave me alone. <clears throat> Gentlemen, yours of the 15th instant... Are you talking on a telephone? No, this is a dictaphone. It's a dictating machine that plays records. I don't hear any music. It doesn't play music. Oh, what's it for? It's a machine that takes letters. Like the mailman? Yeah. No. Then where does it take them? Nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> Look it. Look at what? There's a strawberry on your face. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, gentlemen. Yours of the 15th instant received and contents. Daddy. Oh, what's the use? Now what do you want? There's another strawberry. <laughs> I know it. You made me get so excited and uh, now the rash is coming back. Is that what it is? Yes. How'd you get it? Oh, I ate something that didn't agree with me. So it comes out on my face. Did you eat strawberries? No, I ate fish. You ate fish and a strawberry comes on your face? Yes. Uh, if you ate strawberries, will a fish come on your face? No. Why? Because I'm not sensitive to strawberries, only to fish. Oh. Daddy. What is it? Do fish eat strawberries? Oh, how do I know? Leave me alone with the fish and strawberries. I have to work. On a machine? Yes. Gentlemen, receive your strawberries of the 15th fish. Oh, what am I saying? You better take your medicine, Daddy. I don't need any medicine. I'm all right. I'm calm. I'm not excited. I, I think I got a fever. What you putting in your mouth, Daddy? I'm going to take my temperature. With a cigar? Oh, oh am I sick. I don't know what I'm doing. Where's the thermometer? Here, Daddy. Oh, here. Mm. Does it taste good? Mm. Mm -hmm. Can't you talk with those things in your mouth? Daddy! Where's the one? I want to say the letter for you in the machine. No, 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 Dear no. Uncle Louis, my daddy is very funny. He sucks on a glass lollipop and he makes strawberries come on his face whenever he wants to. <laughs> Stop pulling on that dictaphone. Stop going to... Oh! I think I better go now. Oh, look what you've done. The machine is wrecked. It'll cost me a hundred dollars. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, where's the thermometer? You swallowed it, Daddy. Oh, good heavens. Call the doctor. I'm dying. Oh, oh, oh. wait a minute. Here, here's the thermometer. It fell on the bed. Oh, thank heaven. You feel better, Daddy? Yes, yes. <laughs> there ain't no more strawberries on your face, Daddy. Huh? No, no, sir, sweetie. No. Oh. Now they look like tomatoes. <laughs> Wait. Get me, get me my medicine. That, 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 give me that powder. Hand me that glass of water. Shall I put the powder in the glass, Daddy? Yes, yes, but not too much. Just enough to cover a dime. I'm dying. Wait, I'll get a dime from my bank. Oh, that dictaphone. A hundred dollars. I'll never get well. 
Snooks, hurry up with that medicine. Here, Daddy, drink it down, Daddy. Here. Oh! Oh, it burns, Snooks. How much powder did you put in this glass? Huh? I told you only to put in enough to cover a dime. Well, I couldn't find a dime, so I used ten pennies, Daddy. <laughs> Oscar Bradley might not be tall, but he proves that he's a big man in things musical by swinging out with his own arrangement of Could Be. Nice work, Lulaska. That was could be as it should be. And now, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, pardon me, is this a Screen Guild show? Why, it's Bob Hope. <laughs> Hello, George. Hello, Bob. Say, you know, it's really been a long time since I've seen you. Times have certainly changed. I'll say times have changed. Remember, you used to dance? <laughs> yeah, and you, you used to tell funny jokes? <laughs> Thanks, George. I like that George Murphy. He's a big hit out here in Hollywood, and he deserves it, too. He's so democratic. I'm different. I snub everyone I meet out here. I snub everybody. That's so if I ever get to be a big movie star, people won't say I've changed. <laughs> I do all right in Hollywood, though. I got a lot of fan mail on my last picture. I just made one mistake. I sent it before the picture was released. <laughs> But they treat me nice. They treat me nice at Paramount. The producers are so wonderful, and the directors are so wonderful, and my salary is so so. I I have a nice contract. My option comes up every Monday. I spend the weekend in an oxygen tent. But I can't say too much for this climate out here in California. The air is so wonderful. My grandmother arrived here one afternoon, and the next day she came in fifth at Santa Anita. She would have done better, but she dropped her cane. And my relatives... My relatives like my work in pictures so much, they all came out here in person to congratulate me. In fact, I have so many relatives in my house now, I had to build bleachers in the guest room. But one thing about Hollywood, 
One thing about Hollywood, I like the way the men dress. They're so casual. It's the only town in the country where you can wear a turtleneck sweater with a tuxedo. <laughs> and in order, in order to be in style, your coat and trousers must be of different colors. Yesterday, I saw a brown dog with his bottom half dyed green. <laughs> but I want to tell you, when you come to Hollywood, the only way to see everything is to take one of those buses. Last week, I took one of those sightseeing tours of the movie stars' homes, and I found out I'd been living in the wrong house for two years. <laughs> I have a lovely house. I live about three miles from Hollywood as the landlord's escrow flies. I... I... Oh, that's all right. I... I have a nice little place on the side of a hill. It's so steep, the milkman has to leave the milk in square bottles. <laughs> it's the only house in Hollywood where you have to wear spurs to stay in bed. <laughs> My brother doesn't like it. He sleeps with me and he's ticklish. I... I don't mind the house being on a slight incline, but I wish the guests would wipe their feet before walking on the wallpaper. <laughs> but if I ever hear a burglar downstairs, I'll creep out into the garden and gently push the house over him. Egg. The place is... <laughs> I thought that would be a scream. But anyway, I want to tell you, my house is very easy to find. You go up a long hill and you see a beautiful house nestling in there in among the flowers and the trees. In the window of that house is a ham. That's not my house. <laughs> I live in a tent in the back. Drop it any time, folks. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Hope that was well. Now, ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest love songs that ever came from the pen of George and Ira Gershwin becomes a screen gill highlight as Miss Martha Ray sings Dave Rose's arrangement of The Man I Love. Someday, if you come along, the man I love, and he'll be big and strong, the man I and when he comes my way, I'll do my best to make him stay. He'll look at me and smile, I'll understand. And in a little while, he'll take my hand. And though it seems absurd, I know we both won't say Maybe I will meet him Sunday, maybe Monday, maybe not. Still, I'm sure to meet him one day, maybe Tuesday, will be my good news day. He'll build a little home Just meant for two From which I'll never roam Who would, you And so all else above I'm waiting for The man I 
Gentlemen, in just a minute, Fanny Bryce, Bob Hope, and Martha Ray will give you their version of a gay 90s melodrama, Fifi the Flame of Paris. But now let's hear a few words from John Conti. With spring officially only one day away, we'd like to extend a sincere invitation to all of you to let your neighborhood good golf dealer help you get ready for the new season. Of course, he can't come into your house and help with the cleaning, but he can help with the family car. For instance, now that we're having more warm days... It's wise to have him check the water in your radiator and in your storage battery. And as a kind of a spring tonic, you better have him fill your tank with that famous Gulf No-Knox ethyl gasoline that we mentioned earlier this evening. Then you know that your car will give you top performance. Yes, for extra quality in both products and service, stop at your independent neighborhood good Gulf dealer. He takes a real personal responsibility for giving your car the best possible care. That's why it pays to make the good Gulf dealer your dealer. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Screen Guild Show presents Fifi the Flame of Paris. Fanny Bryce plays Fifi, Martha Ray plays Charmaine, Bob Hope plays Henry Toulouse, and I will play the part of Jack Pot. And I hope no one hits me. The scene, the scene is Paris, the spring of 1894. Fifi, the idol of Paris, is singing softly as Charmaine, her maid, dresses her luxuriant hair. I'm only a boy in a gilded cage. I'm Fifi, the glamour girl. I once had a honey with plenty cash. He called me his little foil. And then how come you lead a single life and still not upon the same? Someone else was preferred. So I got the bird, and she got the guilty taste. Charmaine, Charmaine, somebody's knocking on the door. Maybe it's a man. We, I mean we, Mademoiselle. <laughs> it um, it must be that mystery man who has watched your performance every night. Do you think I should let him in? Oh dear me, no! Not in your home at this hour of the night. It wouldn't be right, huh? Charmaine, is he tall? No, he's short. Has he got blonde, wavy hair? <laughs> no, he's bald. Mm, has he got maybe a good physique? Terrible. Is he a man? Yes. Send him in. <laughs> Viva la, oh, Viva la 
Wait. I'll let him in myself. You go into the other room. All right. I'll comb your beautiful hair while I'm in there. Come in. Oh, I beg your pardon. I must have knocked in the wrong door. I thought this was Schultz's butcher shop. It's a very natural mistake. Hmm. He thought this was a butcher shop. What do I look like, lamb chop? Pardon me. I'll be on my way. Uh, goodbye. I'll get him back by dropping this wallet. Excuse me, did you drop this wallet? Take your foot off it and I'll see. Okay. If he reaches for it, I'll break his arm. Off with his sham and pretense, Fifi. I love you. Be mine. I'll make you the happiest girl in the world. Could I try a kiss on approval? Certainly, my sweet. Ah, Pepsodent. <laughs> come. Come, my pet flea. I mean, come, my pet flea with me. to pack my things. Oh, uh, Charmaine. <laughs> yes, mademoiselle, I'm coming. You? Henry Toulouse. Curses my fiancé, Charmaine Droop. Adrit, how, how did you get off the flypaper? How dare you? How dare you talk to me like that? Oh, 23 skidoo, and I do mean skid. I am alone and helpless. Why? Why do you insult me? Because you're alone and helpless. Oh, you wouldn't do this. You couldn't do this. You wouldn't do this if my sweetheart Jack was here. Jack. 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 Where is that guy? I'll hit him right in here. Here I am. Jack Puck to the rescue. Hey! Thanks, fellas. Thanks. That's enough. Just in the nick of time. Unhand her, Henry, you villain. Stand up and fight and uh, come and get it. Ah, double feature. <laughs> I'm not afraid of you, Jack. You can't bluff me. You are bluffing, aren't you? No, I'm not. Put up your hand. Stop it. Don't move. I got a gun. Say, she has got a gun. Quick, Charmaine, do something. Okay, I'm holding Henry. Henry? Well, why don't you hold Fifi? Because it's more fun holding Henry. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> Say, as a matter of fact, you two look pretty good together. Tell you what I'll do. I'll take Fifi. Oh, no, you don't. She's mine. I said I'll take Over her. my dead body. Well, let's not fight about this. Let's let the cards decide. Okay, the cards. One game of Knuckle. We'll play for Fifi's love. And on the side, ten cents a hundred. <laughs> I refuse to let you play Knuckle for my love. Let's play bridge. We can all make some money. <laughs> all right, I'll be Fifi's partner. Will you two hold your ears for a minute? I want to set the signals with my partner. All right, but no cheating now. Now listen, Fifi. Very simple. If I talk about my heart, you bid hearts. Uh-huh. If I admire your ring, you bid diamonds. Uh-huh. If I say I was digging in the garden, you bid spades. Uh-huh. And if I mention the Elks, you bid clubs. Got uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Cassie. Come on, partner. The cards are all dealt. Ah, uh, both of the men in my life are in... Be in love with another woman. Uh-huh. This is a fate worse than death. One club. I pass. One heart. What do you bid, Fifi? Uh, let me see. Ah, uh, what's that on your finger, Fifi? A mole. Uh, <laughs> a mole. That's the first square-cut mole I've ever seen. I was talking about the stone in your ring. It's beautiful. Say, it's as big as an elk's tooth. Uh, uh, uh elk. Uh, two clubs. Yeah. <laughs> Fifi, move your head over here so I can get my lips close to your ear. You want to discuss something? No, I want to use it for a bean shooter. Remember the ring? Not clubs, diamonds. Just a minute, two louse. Hey, wait a minute, that's too loose. Pause there, friend. <laughs> I got it. Nevertheless, my friends, you're cheating. Take that. Please, help! He killed Henry. He's dead. Oh, well, he had a rotten hand anyway. Open in the name of the law. Yeah. What goes on in here? Stick to the script. 
Has there been shooting in here? Yes. Ah, Pablo, you must be more quiet. The neighbors are complaining. Bonsoir. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, officer. You can't do this to me. I just shot this man. You've got to take me to prison. Pardon, I am not going that way. Wait, look. The corpse has on a false mustache. The mustache, I will rip him off. Ouch, give me back my upper lip. <laughs> voila. It is gentleman Joe, the diamond thief. There is a reward for him. Plus, he gets a reward for being a diamond thief. The reward is your Charmaine, for discovering him. Fifty thousand francs. Yeah, man. People are francs. Charmaine, Charmaine, darling, all of a sudden I realize that it is you that I love. Come, let me put my arms around you and the money. Darling, oh, yes. what is to become of me? One of my sheets off is dead, and the other has deserted me. Oh, cruel fate. There's only one thing left for me now. Oh, gendarme. Oui, mademoiselle? What are you doing tonight, Kitty? <laughs> Fanny Bryce, Bob Hope, Martha Ray, Hanley Stafford, and Oscar Bradley for a swell Screen Guild show. We'll see you all again next week. John Conti speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.